I, I don't know why this is a thing. But it seems like every time we go to start this, start sniffling and yawning, then this is the high quality content that you will find here on the on, on the on the R&R Gaming Podcast. Yeah. You know the best part of that? Hmm. I forgot to open up my external drive where it's saving this information. Oh so no! Probably only got about half of what you were saying. <laughs> oh no! Well, you know what? It's all right. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. We are. We are all human. We make mistakes, but we're also going to make time for this show. So let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I am your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host. The man from down under who doesn't have an accent, Ken Russie! The crowd is in. Somewhat shock and confusion. <laughs> the crowd and myself are in a state of shock and confusion at that intro, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. And, you know, the only reason I did that is because last time you were all, like, disappointed with my... <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was all like, this is my name. You were like, yeah, Ken Rossi. Like, you know, okay. I could I could do that next time. Ken Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it won't surprise me if you do or don't. I never know what I'm going to get with you. Week in, week out. That's all a part of my plan. <laughs> Fair enough. All part of your plan to try and sabotage me. I'm kidding. <laughs> sabotage? I think you I sabotage me. <laughs> Well, we both have it how you each other about being here, so whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm blatant with what I'm gonna do. <laughs> There's no sabotage about it. You knew what you was getting into. <laughs> when I brought you here, yep. it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, thirty-two episodes ago. Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. And then we can have a little cut to the first episode of the <laughs> Yeah. That could happen. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. But anyway, um, we have a show for you all for y'all today. It, it's a show, it'll be a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got the body of our show where we're gonna talk about our favorite uh black characters that we love. We're gonna go into our news segment later on, and then we've got a community segment and possibly so much more. Possibly. Possibly. You'll just have to stick around and find out. Yeah, exactly. Always, because you never know what you're going to get. R&R is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I don't think think that's how that goes. Well, I can tell you that I'm the uh, peanut butter flavored chocolate because I'm a bit nutty. And you're the caramel. Go home. You're the caramel chocolate because you're smooth. And we're out of (laughs) here. <laughs> All right, so 
we should definitely get started with this show for real. Um, so first, we're going to get into some of our favorite black characters that we love in in correspondence with the Black History Month. With the Black History Month? No. With Black History Month and the theme of love around Valentine's Day that was mm-hmm. this past uh, week and all that other business. Right. We're just going to go right into that. Right. Anything you want to say before we get started? Well, I was just going to say because February is the month of love, and uh, we thought we'd give some love to our favorite black characters. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, we did we uh we did sort of compile our list not just on main black characters or characters that you know you would play as in a game. There could be some side characters in here as well that mm-hmm. you love. Just because if we tried to do it with just protagonist, main protagonist for no. black characters, you'd kind of have slim pickings there. Yeah, it, it would be a short list. Yeah. And if but, South Park has taught me anything, it would be a difficult list too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's not even a, uh, a, main, a main character. But anyway, token. Token. Yeah. The black character in South Park, token. There's token and shaft. There's two. Well, no, I was talking about the the created character. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I. Okay. I was. I was going somewhere else with that one, but yeah, that works too. (laughs) We're right over my head. Like. Yes, yeah, too. I think he was my favorite part of the series, and once they killed him off, <laughs> I yeah. think I got disinterested. Fair enough. But anyway, on to our list, which is... Well, it's not really a list. We just kind of picked characters. We picked... A list of, uh, a, a list of three. three. Yeah, favorite three, yeah. Because we cause, do things in threes. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was informed that we do things in threes on the show, and I didn't even realize it until it brought to my attention. Yep. Well, you just have to look to our logo for starters. You know, we got three controllers, three black triangles, and then we got three hosts on this show. Three, oh, three hosts? Oh, <laughs> man, that's a callback. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, well, if mostly... anyone's been listening for this long, you'll know what he's talking about. Jeez. Well, I'm mostly kidding, but we can't ever forget about Byron Weed. Yes. For those who don't know. Yeah. Byron Weed, that was that was a thing. He's the greatest host we've ever had. <laughs> For like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no man. Um let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into our to our our, our list of characters here. Okay. If you want to, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Sure. Means I start the news. Alright. Yeah, whatever. So, so my first character on my list is Clementine from the Walking Dead Telltale games. I know me and you both had her on our list. Yep, we so, share this. This is the only one I'm aware of that we share on the list. Yes, yes. Clementine is amazing. From when you first meet her, uh, when you're playing as Lee in the first Walking in season one of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. As you start to bring her along in your travels, she sees how you react to the world, and that will change her viewpoint, not only of you 
but of the world around her as well. And that's really cool. And it also gets to a point where, you know, as having this child with you, you start to think about certain things, not only for yourself, but how would Clementine react to me doing this? Or, or you know, how, how would she react to me? Right doing these things so there was a scene i can remember from the first one where you're walking through a forest and you see a car and it has some supplies in it and there's an option and clem clem notices it she says hey lee you think we should you know take those or whatever and clem looks at or you know you look at it and me i believe i did make the choice of not to take those supplies because and then Lee said something like, you know, no, Clem, I don't think we should take those because some people some people might need those more more than us right now. And she she understood it to a point. So for me, like that's that's uh what really makes me love her. And once you get to the other games in the series where she's a more um main character. Mm-hmm. She starts to develop her own personality, and she's taken on the things she's learned from Lee and other people, and has kind of made her own thing and how she views the world based off the things that you know you taught her as Lee, which is another cool thing that they harken back to all that stuff. Right. Yeah, because I I think I actually remember reading that there was a um a bit in the second season where it's a similar experience where there's like food or something that she can take and depending on what you picked uh that will affect whether or not she takes it or leaves it <clears throat> yeah yeah um, exactly it's really nice to see those callback moments go ahead well i was just gonna say that i mean it was actually really tough uh between picking clementine or picking lee because those are both uh, yes, favorite, it was. Yeah, favorite characters of mine. Uh, but, you know, and I guess I should say I didn't play this game. Like, what I did was I, I watched a, a streamer play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I, I tried to play it and I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No thanks. <laughs> um, but somehow watching it was a little bit better. I think mostly because the the guy talking about it was uh, making it funnier or um, having his reaction helped kind of mute my reaction of it. Right. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, But I mean, for sure, it it made me want to uh, protect her more. Like having her there, you know, if, if she's not there in the game, I don't think you have that same emotional connection to the story and you don't really care what happens uh, to Lee at the end of the first season. Yeah. Like there's, there's no emotional detachment, but because um, it, uh, she's there, it, it adds that uh, emotionality, if that's a word <laughs> um, to the game and, and it helps uh, flesh out her character as well. Um, now I haven't, I haven't looked at or looked into the the, fec- the second or third season at all. 
So I don't know how her character grows or changes or anything like that, but that like that final scene and it's a five five year old, maybe four year old scene, so I don't know if I should spoil that or, or talk about that um at all. We can just we can just briefly, you know, gloss over it. Um yeah so that final scene was like really difficult i mean that whole final episode um was difficult to deal with it really was because there was a lot of things going on you know throughout throughout the, the last two episodes four and five there was a lot of things that happened in those that made that last episode just much more difficult to deal with Mm-hmm. so um I guess I'm I'm agreeing with you that uh, her character is very emotional. Clementine is, she is the best. Mm-hmm. Is the best. You know that like 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 you said, and then we'll move on. Um, that last closing scene of everything going on, and like you know, you knew it. You knew that there was there was nothing you could do mm-hmm. in that situation. You know. Whether as Clementine or as Lee, there was nothing you could do, and that hurt so much. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of knew it was gonna happen, though, because, yeah. um, like you knew back at the house. Right. Right. I just like I had this feeling. I was like, "Don't, don't do that, Lee. Lee, no, Lee. What are you doing? Oh, you stupid son of a." Yeah, once once the big once the big thing happened to set everything else, all the final events in motion, I was like, "Oh no, it's not gonna end well for anybody." Mm-hmm. And it didn't. But I need to go and um, finish up, get caught up on the Walking Dead uh, Telltale games, mostly the ones focusing around Clementine, because the other ones I'm not really interested in, honestly. But uh, right, like the 400 Days one. I played no. That was I played that one though. I think that was the one prior to uh, a new frontier, I believe. I'm not hundred percent. I think sure. it was. I don't. I think it was. I, I'll have to look into that, but I think it was because the the Michonne ones were sort of their own separate thing, to my knowledge, anyway. But yeah. um, but no, Clementine's one of our favorites. Was was she was she first on your list too? Um, well, I mean, when you, are, are we ranking these? No, 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 no. I was just, I was just curious just because just well, how I'm, do we proceed here? Well, I'm not going to continue to talk about her. <laughs> so I think the, the proper thing to do would be that you would do your next one and then, uh, I would go into mine. Okay. We, that's we, fine. Cause we both cool. talked about her. Yeah, true, true. All right. So next on my list is Cyborg from, uh, Teen Titans, uh, Injustice and Injustice 2. Booyah! Cyborg, yeah, Cyborg is one of my favorites. I love this dude so much. Um, his his personality is to me really infectious, both in in Teen Titans and and Injustice, the Injustice games as well. Uh, and plus, it really his voice actor, whose name escapes me at the moment, his voice actor makes that makes that character for me. When they announced that Cyborg was going to be in Injustice, I was like. Very cool. If his voice actor's not doing it, I kind of don't care. <laughs> but 
but when I heard him, when I heard him, when they did the little trailers and I heard him talk, I was like, yes, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> so, so yeah, Cyborg is definitely another one of my favorites. And plus, he's he's so cool. He's got the whole, uh, you know, thus his name, Cyborg thing going on with half his, uh, the arm thing. And it, it's, uh, I'm not doing a good job of, uh, of gushing over Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. But... But just know that he is one of my favorites, and I love him very much. Yeah, uh, I I do love him from the uh, Teen Titans animated series and the Teen Titans Go series. Teen Titans Go is really good. To get off topic here for a minute, yeah. Teen Titans Go is really good. It's <laughs> funny. It's a different take on Teen Titans. It's it's not it's not meant to be Serious? Teen Titans. Yeah. No, it's not meant to be Teen Titans. It's something totally different. Check it out, and also. Yeah, no, I'm I'm of the group that really loves the show. And apparently, I was watching a video, apparently people hate it because they think it makes fun of the original Teen Titans animated but series. That's, I think that's kind of the point, though. Yeah, no, they... Forget <laughs> yeah. a different Teen Titans, like, it's not the same thing. I know, <laughs> like, it's it's funny because you got those people that are saying that, but the show got cancelled because people weren't watching it. And maybe right, by maybe, people, maybe I mean so. kids, were not watching it. And, right. And so that's kind of the the issue you have to <laughs> yeah. deal with here. Is either you have this funny, kind of crazy, silly show that is getting views, or you have this serious, you know, kind of adult, teenish show that's not getting the views. You know, you kind of have to weigh that. Like, I think they're both really good. And I yeah. recommend anyone watch them, mostly for Cyborg, though. Because <laughs> yeah. his catchphrase is awesome. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, any way you can get the Teen Titans, uh, I guess is what I'm saying. Because it's good. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, <clears throat> you're up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, you gotta pitch it to me there, bud. Yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good. It, it, it was slow. I, I underhanded it to you. Yeah. Swing and a miss by me. <laughs> um, but, no, so my, uh, or I guess another one of my favorite uh, black men from video games is the Demo Man from Team Fortress 2. And, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and he's just a super funny dude. <laughs> like, to uh, read a quote here, it says, The Demo Man is a scrumpy, swilling demolitions expert from the Scottish town of Ullapool and is one of the most versatile members of the team uh, because he uh, shoots grenade launchers and he has sticky bombs that he can also plant that are... Uh, a trap, if you will, because he'll plant those, and you can set those off when you want. And so people come running by, you set them up, boom, they're dead. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but, I, I mean, the, the Team Fortress 2 game itself is super fun. Like, I, I believe I spent literal days playing that game uh, way back when. I haven't played it in a while because my... Um, gaming PC is old. <laughs> Fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, but no, he, he's got one eye. Uh, if you don't know who he is, just search Meet the Demo Man 
on YouTube, and you'll see a funny little video that uh, tells you about him. Yeah, speaking of that, you did actually show me the video before we started recording. Mm -hmm. It was pretty funny. We'll say that much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that Definitely was... got a few laughs out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never actually played Fortress 2, though. But, you know, it is what it is. That's that's sad. Um, but I, I had to look it up here uh, just because. And I've played Team Fortress 2 for 343 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know how much that equals out into days... Let me grab my handy dandy calculator. See, I don't know either. Boop, boop. I'm a math guy. <laughs> beep boop beep. Let's see. Divided <laughs> by twenty-four hours. So that's two weeks. So I've pay, played Team Fortress Two for two weeks of time. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Now, granted, I first played the game back in like two thousand and eight. So it's been 10 years. <laughs> so two weeks for 10 years isn't really that bad. <laughs> right. Although I probably haven't played it. Like I probably, the last time I played it was uh, three years ago, minimum. Probably like three or four years ago. Huh. Um, but I do miss the game. Uh, it's much better on the PC. Like they released it for Xbox and PlayStation 4. Not for PlayStation 3, but those versions are, like, not getting updated at all. And so <laughs> they're, like, the, the base vanilla uh, of the game. And so if you want right. to play that, that's a great alternative. But with the PC version, they have, like, thousands of updates with different weapons, different costumes, and... Hats. Uh, yes, <laughs> millions and millions <laughs> of hats. <laughs> you got that right. Um, so no, it's, it's a great game. Uh, he's one of my favorite characters in there. I'm not very good at using him, but, uh, you should definitely check it out if you haven't. And I recommend yeah. you checking it out once you get a PC you can play him on. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. So, mm -hmm. the last, well, the last one that I have is Irving Lambert from Splinter Cell. This man has been through everything with Sam Fisher for the longest time until his untimely demise in Double Agent. Spoiler alert for, you know, X amount of year old game at this point. But the reason I love Lambert, the reason I love Lambert is because, again, he, he's Sam's mentor. He's the guy who who helps Sam with his missions and he gets he gets him all the information that he needs um, he gets the information from Grimm, who then relays it back to uh, Lambert and all that stuff. But um, again, like he's just there, and the banter between between Sam and Lambert is fantastic. It's some of the best banter that I've uh, I've experienced between two people just really talking through uh, headsets, basically most of the time. There's a few times where Sam interacts with him in cutscenes and stuff, but most of the time it's out in the field mm -hmm. over the course over the course of a mission. And I, I may have told this story before, but it's still one of my favorite interactions that they've that they had that they've had in the series. There's a mission in I believe it's in Chaos.
Last Theory, where Sam's on a boat, and it's, it's the beginning of the mission. So Lambert is relaying all the all the information to him, and and Sam goes, "Let me guess, three alarms, three alarms, and the mission's over." Lambert goes, "No, Fisher, this isn't a video game," and, and like that that sort of stuff just really uh, makes it for me, and it makes me connect with Lambert even more. So during that infamous scene in Double Agent, where you're forced to keep your cover. Once when they capture Lambert, that 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 hurt me to do. And if you don't do it, uh, the head guy of the of John Brown's army does it anyway. And you know it makes you look bad, obviously, because you didn't want to do it for whatever reason. Because they caught Lambert uh, snooping around or whatever, and it was like, hey, you got to get rid of this guy. Mm. And I it's just the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's so heartbreaking. But you gave him his pink Lam- slip and fired him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Lambert's. Uh, How's he gonna feed his family, and, man? Well, don't feed him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, seriously though, Lambert's one of my favorite one of my favorite characters, and, and he's not even uh he's not even the main character of the game. So that 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 that, that alone, I think, should show how. How important uh, he is to the Splinter Cell franchise as a whole. Right. They haven't made a new one since. Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, I was pretty um, sure Conviction came after a Double Agent, but it did. It didn't sell well. Killed the franchise. I don't think. Uh, well, Blacklist was after that. Still made another one. There was too many Splinter Cell games. <laughs> I look. I'm not gonna argue that. I personally look. If we're gonna talk about Splinter Cell, we can save it for another episode. But I'm just gonna say this to get out the way. I think personally, I would I would have been okay with them retiring Fisher after Conviction, and then bringing on a new character for another Splinter Cell and have Fisher be the leader of their echelon or something. Right. Being like the guy in the. Yeah, being being their Lambert, basically. Right. I would have been totally okay with that. You could still have Michael Ironside do the voice for Fisher, and Eric Johnson could have did the voice for the new character or whatever. I don't know. But it, it, it's whatever. We'll save it for another episode. We'll save it. Right. So then uh, I'll just uh, knock this one out of the park here, since we're yeah. using baseball metaphors. Yeah. Um. So my last favorite black character is Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. And another game I haven't played. Another game you need to play. <laughs> I wasn't into those kinds of games at that point in my life. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't get it now. <laughs> I mean, right. Um, but no, he's uh, he's really great. <laughs> I was actually reading the article before I uh, picked him, but they said that... Uh, a lot of his appearance and profane speech has been heavily compared to that of Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to think about it, and I was like, but Mr. T's a badass. He's making the list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because not only does he have Mr. T mentality and speech, but he also has a gun arm. Like, his uh, arm was cut off or something in a story uh, bit. 
that you can play through in the game. <clears throat> but he ended up getting a gun grafted to his arm. So now, instead of like riding stuff with his right arm or whatever, he shoots people with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. A gun arm. Sensational. Yeah. And not only that, but he's an eco-terrorist who is trying to take down the Shinra Corporation... Uh, by doing stuff like planting bombs on Mako reactors and other such and such. So he's uh, part of a rebellion or resistance uh, fighter, if you will. Yeah, huh. mm. he, he, he has a gun arm. That's I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the gun arm aspect of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the other thing too is that <laughs> it's huge. Like It's as big as his arm. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and it has, like, looking here, it has, like, six barrels on it. So it's kind of like a, a mini machine gun, if you will. And I believe it rotates while it's so shooting mini gun. Is, is the idea, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on the logistics of it. Um, I just know that he's um, he's a favorite character without spoiling any of the bits, and he's the first character in a Final Fantasy game um, that actually swore or sweared, however you want to say it. Um, hmm. And in the original release, they like bleeped it out, like right. they put up the bleep symbols. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in like later releases they may have just changed what he was saying, but in the original release, I remember the the bleep symbols. <clears throat> and it's actually pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And so he's definitely one of the reasons why I'm interested in the Final Fantasy VII remake that's coming out as soon as Square Enix gets it done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm super excited for that game, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as they get it done, man, right? Mm -hmm. But no, he's, he's a really cool character. Um, I know I used him a lot uh, as, as one of the, the characters that you can use, you know. In your, in your party? Mm hmm. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, he was he was always in my party. Like I think I may have uh I may have switched it up. I've played the game so many times, like I've beaten it three times um since it came out and I've played it several times other, so it's hard to tell because uh I've like switched up characters and stuff I had. So I can't really remember if I'm remembering it correctly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do know that he's uh, one of the characters that I always use. He's like one of the stronger characters as well. So, huh. for sure, a fan favorite of mine. That's awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But, so the, I wish I would have played Final Fantasy back back in the day. But, with the remake, whenever it comes out, I, got, I have a chance. So, there's that. Right. So with all of that being said, those were some of our favorite black characters that we love. Didn't get to all of them because I was going through, looking through the list, and I'm like, there's so many here. How can I pick between, you know, three? These, yeah. Yeah. How can I narrow down to three? <laughs> I did, but man, it was tough. Those aren't. Those are not all of mine, and I'm pretty sure they're not all of Ken's either. Right. Well, but, of course know. not. Like I think I f I found the first. Uh, three on my list. Like, we only got to D's. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. No, uh, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that 
these are the the first three that jumped out at me and i was like well i better stop there <laughs> <laughs> yeah because if you don't we're gonna be here for a while yeah exactly <laughs> so uh let's uh move on to our news time children children All right, so since I started with the body of the show, you can kick off the news. We're also switching analogies. We're, we're also switching metaphors. I, I don't know what the metaphor is. <laughs> well, you can go football, American, or or European, whatever one you want. Oh, we're we're kicking off. Okay. Yes. I I got it now. I'm <laughs> totally on the ball. Ha. All right, so we'll start. With uh, the Pocket Sprite, which is now a it's a keychain-sized Game Boy that you can now purchase. So this thing is super tiny, like really tiny. <laughs> and uh, this was something that was um, crowdfunded in 2016 to be a, a keychain Game Boy that you can just hook onto your keys. And the way this works is that it has a built-in Wi-Fi adapter that you connect a computer to and you can transfer information over to it, like your games, because it has a uh, built-in emulator uh, on it. Do, do, do. Let's see. My, well, it does have a micro USB port for charging. I don't, I don't think you connect it that way because you still do Wi-Fi. Um, but it's it's so tiny and so cool. I kind of had to uh, show it off. I guess I could send you an image so you're not like, well, I don't know what to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, right now it's only costing uh, $55. Although they have a assemble your own edition, which can save you $10 if you want to put it together. Personally, right. I'd, I'd rather just spend the 55 and let them put it together <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's called the Pocket Sprite. You can order it now. Uh, the first batch of units are expected to ship out in mid-April. And it's a really cool little thing. Huh. Very cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a mini. It's like a, a, a mini Game Boy thing. It's like a micro Game Boy. Micro Game Boy, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have dimension here, and they're in millimeters, which doesn't really. Oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah do much for our non-metric asses, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's that small though. Mm-hmm. Well, its dimensions are let's see, five millimeter, two inches. And we come out with 2.1 inches. Yeah, it's so, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, uh, that's how tall this mini is, is 2.1 inches. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's even slimmer. It's only like 14 millimeters, which comes out to like a half an inch. And it's like... 31, 32 wide, which I believe is about an inch, inch and a half maybe. Jeez. So this thing is super tiny. Like, <laughs> I think they got 
the world's smallest hands to like hold it and show it off. Right. <laughs> because it doesn't look that big in the pictures, but yeah, you know, doing the math there, it's super tiny. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. Wonder who's gonna be using that thing. Um, well, anyone that wants a novelty gift or Yeah. Anyone with small hands? Yeah, fair enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough. So um on to my first piece of news. If you were I didn't know if you um, were finished yeah, or not with you, I just sort of Okay, cool. I didn't want to cut you up and like, wait, what done? So But yeah. On to my first piece of news. Mafia 3 devs have been uh, hit with layoffs. So Hangar 13, the studio that made Mafia 3, has been hit with layoffs. Uh, 2K confirmed in the news with GameSpot. The reason for the reductions is to, quote, ensure the studio's resources are properly aligned with its long-term development plans. So, I mean, they might be uh, helping. They might be moving some of them over to help work on Red Dead. Just a guess here. Maybe or something or something or something along those lines or whatever their next big project is. I mean, I gotta be honest. It's, it sounds more like Mafia Three didn't do as good as they thought it would. So but apparently, thought... it had a strong showing. Really? I don't. Yeah. Well, I I bought it. Like 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 like, like, like it, shipped, it, shipped, it shipped 4.5 million copies to retailers during its launch week, which was a new record for 2K at the time. Right, but that's how many units it shipped. That's not how many units it sold. I don't know. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. By the end of March, it shipped 5 million units. That's just what the article says here. It doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything, anything about how much it sold, it's about how much it shipped out. Right. Um, but, but, but regardless, so it, it says those were records for 2K at that point in time. So, I mean, it is what it is. Now, I will say that Mafia 3 was not a great game in my opinion it, it had things game. going for it it had things going for it for sure but the thing that really bogged it down for me was the repetitiveness of it ah i see because for me it was it was like oh you go you you, you go to a new district and hey you break stuff or you mess up some people or other thing you go to you go to another district and you do it again, and again, and again, and again, and I'm like, okay, so this is my fourth time doing this. Why is no one uh, paying attention or seem to care that someone is breaking all their stuff, killing all their people, or whatever like that? Like, what? Why? Right. And I mean, the uh, the, the story. What's up? You think the mafia would give two bits? Yeah. Right, exactly. It's just one guy. Just one guy doing all this stuff. And no one's like, oh, yeah. Um, we're not going to do anything about it. We're going to send a few hits, hit, hits guys after you. But other than that, yeah, it's okay. But mm-hmm. the sto- I love I love the story and the world that Mafia 3 created, though. I will say that much. That they did all of that stuff really, really well. The right. world itself is a highlight. We had talked about it way back when. Um... But the world itself is definitely a highlight. They didn't shy away from any of the time period appropriate things as far as, you know, cops responding to 
crimes faster in a white neighborhood versus a black neighborhood and people commenting on you walking down the street or any of that kind of stuff they nailed all of that that stuff was really good but mm -hmm. the actual gameplay of it for me is and i think most people is really what brought about the uh the downfall or made it not get good review scores because GameSpot gave it a six out of ten but you know yep. i it's uh but you know i i it, it always sucks to hear people you know are getting laid off and losing their jobs and everything so i do hope that those people who got laid off are finding other things to do and can find other things to do whether it's 2k or with someone else in the future right uh me too hopefully they uh don't go without a job for too long uh but i did look this up so that we could give it some comparisons here. And for Mafia 3, uh, the three consoles combined, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PC, mm -hmm. uh, it sold uh, roughly 4 million units since its release. Mm. So when you compare that to, let's say, Grand Theft Auto 5, which has sold 60 million units... It looks pretty paltry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like even the, the worst selling version for Grand Theft Auto V, which is the Xbox One version, which has only sold uh, 7 million copies, still sold 3 million more than Mafia 3 has. Yeah, but it, and it's, it's been out. I think GTA... Uh, five now though is an eleven year old eleven year old game eleven year old game sorry uh it feels like it's been eleven years <laughs> um but it's a much older game than Mafia three to give it to give it that edge um well they're they're saying that it was released in two thousand and fourteen GTA yeah has has the Xbox and PlayStation four been out that long. Feels like a well, really long time it, ago. I the uh three six three six excuse me, Xbox One and PS Four. I think they, I think they did come out around twenty fourteen twenty fifteen. Right. Have to look that up too, but. And yeah. so I mean, you you could look at that, but it also says that Mafia Three came out in two thousand sixteen. Twenty sixteen, yeah. Yeah, so it's had over a year. For Mafia Three to uh, do its thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. You're saying that um, it it could be that people like damaged their discs, so they had to buy a new copy or uh, whatever from there. But still, that's that's a heck of a lot more. Like even if you average that out, you know, you took out the average <laughs> for the the four years, three years, whatever, that uh, Grand Theft Auto has been out, and you compare that to the average, that's still a lot more for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about that. I mean, you're right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So still, I, though. I guess I'm proving my point in that I'm saying that it just didn't, it underperformed. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I, I I would have to agree. I think it did underperform, but I think there was so much hype around the game because, you know, we were all looking. Well, me, I know I was looking forward to Mafia Three when they were first talking about it, and there was a lot of hype surrounding the game. And then when it came out, uh, it wasn't what uh, what we all wanted it to be. Or what because it was I, to be? yeah, I remember when they first were talking about. You were going to have this uh, open world with stuff to do. And I was like, cool, that's what I want, great. Because Mafia 2 didn't have stuff to do in the open world. Um, but but I wanted those open world things to be side stuff. Yeah. Like extra side things you could do to earn additional income for however they were going to do it at that point in time. But... That side stuff was kind of the was was the whole game, right? Like I would have liked for it to have been akin to GTA, where you have your mission givers, and then you have these other things you can do on the side. Do you have your things you do to advance the story and help the story along if you decide to do them? Right. If that makes sense. Yep, I got you. Yeah, so yeah. it is what it is. I hope that uh, somewhere somewhere down the road uh, we get a Mafia 4 or something and they can get a chance to uh, redeem themselves a little bit. That would be nice for me anyway. So I, I enjoy Mafia games and I'm sort of fascinated by the whole culture surrounding it. But that's just me. Yep, I got you. So I'm going to pass it over. Ha, Intercept, or, 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 interception. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I can pass it over to you. Yeah, intercepted. Uh, <laughs> oh no. But no, the the next thing that uh, is on the news is that they have released uh, both info for a release window and a new trailer for the new beat 'em up, Shaq Fu: The Legend Reborn. That's right. I forgot that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that it's going to be coming out in spring of 2018. So hopefully that means like April, May, sometime along there. Um, this game is going to get both a physical and digital version, um, which is being released on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, as well as the PC. Um, one other side note to it, too, is that um, people that bought the NBA Playgrounds for the Nintendo Switch, they are supposed to be getting a free copy of Shaq Fu, The Legend Reborn, on the Nintendo Switch. Huh. Um, it That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you had to purchase it before June 10th, 2017, in order to uh, get that. Like, you can't buy it now and, and get a copy of Shaq Fu. Right. Um, which I believe I bought NBA Playgrounds, like, when it first came out. So I'm pretty sure I'll be getting a free copy of Shaq Fu, The Legend Reborn. Nice. Hopefully you do. Mm -hmm. Let me know how it is. <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, that's all I really had to uh, say on that. I may put the trailer up for our YouTube viewers, but... Um, no, you can... Uh, I'll pass it over to you and give me your second news. Yeah, thanks. So, the new Rainbow Six operators have been revealed in uh, 
preparation for their new event, the uh, outbreak, which they're calling Operation Chimera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, uh, there are two new operators. Both are attackers. There is Finca. She is an. She is a. Again, she's an attack class character. She delivers a nano boost shot to each operator before before uh, the round starts, and the operation starts. She can activate this uh, boost to uh, help her teammates out, and the operators get a get a short health boost and steadier aim when her nano boost is activated for okay. for her teammates. The second operator is Lion. Again, he's an attack character. He has a gadget called the uh, EE-1D. I'm assuming it's some sort of drone or uh, heat-seeking thing or anything like that because it didn't really wasn't clear in the article. But uh, it, it allows him to survey hot zones and maintain quarantine protocols on missions. It also notifies him of movement of movement in an area. So again, these things I I, I don't know. Lion uh, intrigues me the most just because. I don't. I, I wasn't too sure what what this EEOND is. It sounds like a drone, right. but I could be wrong. But uh, regardless, it could be like a, an RC type vehicle. Yeah, it could be something like that. I um, I don't know, but I'm 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 really interested to see how this is all going to shake out once the once the update goes live and we can actually play with these characters or those who have the. Uh, the uh, season pass Clinton can play with the characters. If you have the Rainbow Six credits, you can buy the characters if they're not like forty-five thousand bajillion credits. <laughs> so yeah, um, for those who have who are gonna be able to play with the characters, let me know what you think of them when they release. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I own Siege and yeah, as do I. Um, I'm curious to see what happens or. Um, I guess I'm curious about this new game mode, but also if I have to, like, if it's extra paid DLC, then I'm not sure I care so much. <laughs> I believe the update itself is free. The operators themselves are able to have to pay for it, though, because usually, usually they'll, bring, they'll bring in the new maps and all that stuff mm-hmm. for free, and the characters you'll have to, uh, if you have season pass, you'll get them automatically, or if you don't, you'll have to pay the Rainbow Six credits uh, to get them. Right. So I'd be willing to uh, check it out and see what it's all about. Um, in fact, I, I may do that. I don't know if they... Because uh, it doesn't give a release date, does it? In the article... I Hold on. I had it up here. The article says that... Um, March 6th. March 6th. So, it'll pick, it'll kick off it'll kick off you see just year three that's when everything will uh, come out okay and so yeah that'll be interesting if that's uh, if it's like a season three you have to buy season three to get all the stuff kind of like with destiny uh, what they do um, I'll be interested to see if that's what uh, siege is also doing. But if, if it is, in fact, free, if this outbreak mode is free, then I might actually check it out uh, with some people. So, yeah, yeah, to my knowledge, the outbreak mode is going to be it's going to be free. I'm trying to find in the article that it says it's uh, 
Because it, because it, it, like I said, it looks like it is because it's it's a PVE mode, and there is um there is a uh, the only other PVE mode in the game is Terrorist Hunt. Hmm. So, I'm assuming again that it's gonna be free. Right. But I guess we'll have to wait and see because it, it, there's nothing in this article confirming or denying whether it's free or not. So I don't know. Right. Alright, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, so we'll say. And then I'm going to uh, give it back to you, friend. <laughs> Alright. Then for my last uh, piece of news is that I actually read an article about a Sims 4 modder who's making $6,000 a month with a drug mod. Um, so there's this Sims modder who goes by the name Philip. And he's been working on this mod for The Sims 4, um, which is a drugs mod, which adds stuff like marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamines, and MDMAs, uh, which is stuff like Molly, X, and Ecstasy, to the game. So it's kind of a funny story because in the article it says that he bought Sims 4 as kind of a cheap alternative to a CAD program where he could uh, design, he was trying to remodel his real life kitchen and design it. And so he decided to uh, pick this up as uh, one of those suites to help him redesign his kitchen. Okay. And he determined that it wasn't a very effective CAD program, which (laughs) as someone that's tried to build their house and then redesign their house, I can agree (laughs) that it is not the best a system to uh, redesign houses and, and stuff on, but I've still done it. It looks it looks not too bad. But it says that he discovered uh, while he was playing that there's several uh, clutter items in the game. Uh, wait, am I reading that right? Like bongs and lines of coke, and it got him wondering if there was a way to make the Sims use them, because I guess. I don't know what game he was buying, but if stuff like that was in there, I'm pretty sure it would have gotten a higher rating. Yeah, higher rating. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I'm guessing he already downloaded a mod that had shit like that in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, he decided to try and see if he could get people to use them instead of them just being a decorative item. And so he started um, writing code for it and the mod has grown so much that he now has a Patreon where he asks uh, people for donations and he has enough donations that he's making $6,000 a month on his Patreon doing wow. this stuff. <clears throat> wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So uh, just to help uh, list, he says that he does not condone drug use and that he did not make the mod just to allow Sims to get high because he also built in negative effects where uh, sims can become addicted to the drugs and they can even overdose or die uh, from the drugs and there's all sorts of other um, uh, effects that happen based on the stuff so uh, (laughs) to end he says that he hasn't uh, been contacted by EA to shut it down or anything but he's pretty sure that once they find out how much money he's 
uh, being made or tipped to do these mods, that EA is probably going to tell him to shut it down. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, despite, you know, the content of the mod itself, it's really dope that he took the time and just sort of messed around with it and said, hey, let's see if I can get this, let's see, let's get this to work. And he got it to work, so that's really cool in of itself. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it, too, because you can uh, become a dealer and you can, like, share uh, drugs or make people buy drugs from you so I mean I gotta say it's a pretty in-depth uh, mod and I mean kind of honest like if you can do this sort of stuff like why would you be buying sims as a CAD program <laughs> 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 like I'm just saying hey if I knew how to like write lines of code and how to edit a video game I wouldn't be buying Sims for a CAD program. Like, I'd be building my own, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. You can't see me, but I'm doing the the, uh, the Reaper the reaper Shrug over here. Just, meh. meh. Who knows? I don't know what Shrug that is, but meh. It's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> by the way, just to uh, clear this up, drugs are bad. No, I'm kidding. Um... Don't, uh, no, you're not kidding. Drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, we do not condone drug use and all the other business here on R&R. Just wanted to get that out of the way. You know, I have a funny story related to drug use. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, that does, that does not how you start a story. <laughs> not well, how you start a story. Okay, but it's also framed in an NBA 2K setting. Does that help? Okay, yes. Okay, so I was playing... Uh, NBA 2K18 and I was playing in the combine and guys were talking about stuff and like how how you could get drafted and and stuff and somehow it got on to the subject uh, about how they, they don't want you even doing marijuana mm-hmm. and I had to explain to him well that's because they consider it a performance enhancer <laughs> and that that's why you know, they don't want you taking stuff like that because they don't want, you know, somebody getting an unfair advantage. And one of the guys is all like, yeah, but what if you have, like, a legal document, like, it's medicine and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Still so, don't think it's <laughs> Yeah, no, it's still, I mean, it's still considered a performance enhancer. That's, that's yeah. how, from my understanding, that's how the league looks at it. Like, even if you have a legal... Uh, document and you do it for medicinal purposes um, the league still looks at it as a performance enhancer and so they wouldn't be able to uh, draft you if that was the case yeah it's very true very mm-hmm. very true there but yeah that was my funny uh, yeah. 2k story on drugs <laughs> it's okay so moving on to my final piece of news the Sea of Thieves, the Sea of Thieves, yes, the, the Sea of sea Thieves, of thieves. <laughs> is getting a second beta. The second beta is going to run from February 16th, which is today, as of, as of recording, to the 18th of February. Uh, the 18th of February, it will run from 2 a.m. Pacific time on the 16th to 2 a.m. Pacific time on 2 a.m. Pacific time on the 18th. So, whenever you're listening to this, it's probably over. 
but probably not, depending on when the episode goes up. I apologize. But uh, Rare says that the reason for this beta is to, quote, test a lot of work we've done since the closed beta and try to hit a higher concurrent player number than we've ever seen before. So in, so in layman's terms, a stress test. Yep. They're gonna, on the servers. They're going to push as many people onto one server as they possibly can and see if the servers don't just crash on them. <laughs> yep. The content will be the same as the closed beta, so it can, quote, drive scale and test issues. Again, right on the point, this, this is a stress test. Uh, Rare does have plans, however, to have another beta closer to launch that will provide a, quote, wider range, wider range, wider taste of the Sea of Thieves experience. So Wait, don't know what that whiter means. Whiter taste? What? <laughs> whiter. W I D E R. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. A whiter taste of the uh see the experience. Again, don't know what that means exactly, but maybe they'll show off some more of the customization and give a little taste of that. Uh maybe a little bit of other stuff too. But yeah. well, I have a me... feeling the the final beta uh before you continue there. Sorry. But mm -hmm. I have a feeling okay? that the final beta before the game releases will allow you to take your character over from that into the final game. So I kind of get the feeling that that's what they're going to do. Like that final beta will be like a demo and it'll be like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, here's what you could be getting. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It might, it might not be. It might just be one of those things where, hey, here you go, guys. Have fun for a few days and we'll see when the game comes out in March or whatever. Right. So. Uh, but no, I, me and Ken talked about our Sea of Thieves experience uh, the first time a few weeks ago when the beta was out and everything. We're planning to play some more of that, uh, again, once we finish recording. So mm -hmm. um, we'll definitely have some more impressions for you guys uh, next episode. That's the plan anyway. Hopefully we'll have more stories of drunkenness and failures and hopefully some successes this time too. Yeah. <laughs> no L's. Yes, no L's. Yeah. All dubs. All dubs. So did you have one more piece of news? No, that I, was, went, was, I, that went, was, I went first. Went, that's right, you did. You're so used I to going first. Quick. I am. I am. So, with all of that being done in our new segment and everything, let's move on to our community segment. Community segment! <clears throat> Last week... We asked you guys what under what is an underappreciated game that you love in in uh and this is after our discussion of the same topic. Right. So we got a few responses here. The first one comes from Noah Pulley. Says Dying Light is honestly so underrated. A lot of my buddies really didn't know much about it until I showed them, PC and PS4 guys, and they were all blown away at how good it is. I will agree with you, Noah. Dying Light's one of those games where I saw it and I was like it's got parkour and zombies, so I'm kind of interested in it. And a few of my friends were playing it, and they're like, yo, you should check it out. I was like, all right, and I did. And we played the whole game together, just like uh, Dead Island, and we had a blast with it. Had a good old time with the game. I know you didn't play it, uh, Ken, because you're not a zombie guy, nor any yeah. of the other stuff. So, but I'm not it's gonna parkour it, around a building and have zombies jumping at me. It's, it, it's, it's so much fun, man. That game is... Oh man, it's a lot of fun. I don't it's like fast zombies. Like, if you're gonna make zombies, make them slow. There are, and it's funny because the zombie—I mean, there are different versions of zombies. There are slower ones, but there are special zombies who were former runners. Um, 
and you know they're the ones that are fast and all that stuff. But anyway, the next comment comes from Braden Harbin, and he says the Warriors on PS2. Fun fact: this was also on mine before we decided to shorten it to like one or two games. Um, the Warriors on PS2, an example of movie tie-in games done right, and one of Rockstar's sleeper hits. Utterly fantastic. The story is good, but not great. Gameplay is solid. Combat is brutal. Not to mention the attention to detail. It gets every detail from the movie perfect. Even background characters with no name or backstory are playable in the game. Tons of content. Interesting looks into the main characters' backstories. It's just so perfect. If you haven't played The Warriors or watched The Warriors movie, I highly recommend both. I also highly recommend both. The Warriors movie and the game are two of my favorite uh, things ever. The Warriors movie is, is, again, one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. Um, if you haven't seen it or heard of it, it's basically about this gang called the Warriors who get framed for a murder and have to fight back, fight back to their home of Coney Island. This is basically the whole gist of it. But uh, it's really, really fantastic. You should definitely play it. Fun way to play it. It's on PS2. I think it's... It may have been been backwards compatible at one point for PS3, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Good but, but yeah, definitely check it out if you uh, if you haven't. Yeah, I've heard of them, but I've never watched or played them. Watch the movie, man. Definitely, definitely watch the movie. It's so it's good. Old. I like. It. <laughs> yeah, but eh, it's good. <laughs> I like it anyway. So anyway. The final comment comes from Joseph Medina, and he says, Bin Binary Domain was fantastic. I ended up playing it late, so I don't know how well it was received when it came out. But I, I, I missed it. I missed Binary Domain, and I never played it myself. I heard good things about it, though. But I, ne I never played that one, so that's one that I missed out on. Yeah. I'll have to find some way to play it or, or just watch it or watch it or whatever. I don't know. So far, I've, I've missed out on all of these games. <laughs> Another one that I that I'm just thinking about now is Vanquish. Vanquish was so much fun, man. It was so much fun. Such a fast-paced uh, shooter, mech-based shooter. You did uh, you miss that one too? I think I bought it, but I don't think I ever played it. You should definitely play it if you have it. You should definitely play it. It won't take you too. I it's it's a story-based uh, game, so it won't take you too long. Maybe like eight hours. Yeah, no, I, I do own it, work. but I've, I've never played it. Yeah, you should definitely play it. It's a lot of fun. One of those, it's not, like I said, it's a really, really fast-paced uh, shooter. You have, you have like a, I, I don't want to call it a mech suit, but um, it's sort of like a mech suit on your uh, exoskeleton? I don't know, but exoskeleton. check it out. Yes, but check it out. It's very, very fun. So those were all of the answers from that question of the week. Um, we have a new question of the week for you guys. We do? <laughs> do we? This is news yeah. to me. <laughs> well, at the moment, fortunately, our brains have not come up with the question of the week yet. But when we have one, I'll be sure to post it on the Joystick Entertainment Forums. You can find it there and respond in kind. And as always, we will read the answers on next week's episode. So, with all of that being said, are we done, my guy? Looks like we're done. 
And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 32 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are once again a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, Ken, round of plugs. Go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. You can also find me on Twitter at Macrobov. That's M A C R O B O V. And you can find my good friend Byron on Twitter at. You can find me on Twitter at Braun one four one seven. That's capital B R O N one four one seven. You can find me on Twitch streaming. Um, I really don't. I don't have a schedule yet, but I'm working on one, sort of tentatively. Anyway, you can find me streaming on Twitch at b underscore ron one four one seven. That's b underscore ron one four one seven. I just hit sixty followers the other day. Nice. I'm making a bit of a name for myself over there. I'm waiting on the email to become an affiliate. So once that happens, I'll be sure to let you all know as well. Um, and you can find the podcast uh, in other places. We are on iTunes, we are on YouTube, and we're on CastBox. So uh, you can search you can search R&R Gaming Podcast and you'll find it there. Make sure to hit that little bell button on YouTube to be uh, and subscribe. That way you'll never miss a, a video when we go live and get notified. Same thing for the YouTube, yeah, iTunes and CastBox as well. Get over there, subscribe, give us five stars on iTunes, and leave us a review. It helps us to improve the show. And provide you guys with better, 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 more better quality content. Those are all words that work at the same time. At the same time. There we go. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> yes. Give, give us the reviews and we'll stop stumbling over our words. Yes. We'll learn to slow down more and take our time when we say words. But anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in. Ken, they got to come back next week. Tell them why. Come back next week because everyone could use a little more R&R. talk about yeah. destiny this week what the hell man? we didn't i know right we did a thing <laughs> did a thing uh, yeah maybe that should be the question of the week should we talk about <laughs> destiny too <laughs> oh.